Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. That's that's the one. I don't see Max, and I can't hear you. <laughs> now I just feel like I'm all alone. My mic. Thank, thank you. Oh, there. Yeah, there There's we go. Wolf. I don't see Max, and I don't hear Wolf. This Interesting. Is, we're off to a great start with Maximum Football right here. Right, exactly. All Have right. a good show, Luke. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's, Enjoy. It's, it's only a matter of time before I leave or my mic is off as well. <laughs> all right, well, since Max is a couple minutes away, uh, let's just talk about Max, want to? Yeah, he can't defend himself. This is perfect. Let's do that. What exactly were we going to speak to Max about? Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, is that it right now? The fact that, that they lost to the Ravens? You've got, yeah. You know what? I cannot wait for that. As a matter of fact, I do a podcast with my brothers, of course. Yes, you do. Um, yes, I do it with my older brother, Craig, and my younger brother, Dale. Love doing it. It's so much fun. It really is. You might want to try it out. But can I tell you right now, um, he does not enjoy talking about the fact that the Steelers <laughs> are going through a bit of an adjustment period, shall we say. And I'm sure... I'm sure you just let it slide. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. He beats me up, and I beat him up. I was going to say, bold move by you to go on the podcast and uh, and, and talk smack about anybody else's team with the way the season has gone here. And, uh, Wolf, what's the name of your podcast again? The Three Wolves of Football And uh, calling it. Get that wherever you uh, get your podcast. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, Rick. Thank you very much. You know what? Honestly, though, Mike Tomlin, the fact that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record, it's does that bother you at all? <laughs> that is the question you've got to ask yourself. He's never had a losing record? I'm more fascinated by it. This guy's, what, 19 years? Yeah, he's, he's what, I, Belichick is the longest tenured head coach, and I think Tomlin is second. Don't tell he? me, I, I, did I nail that with 19 years? Uh, I'll look it did up. Did I nail keep, that keep right talking now? Because about I just want to know if, in fact, that is true, that Mike Tomlin had 19 years on the job and has never experienced a losing record. That uh, Arizona sports breaking news. All right, what do you got, Rick? All right, guys. um, I don't know how serious it is, but according to our Tyler Drake on Twitter, per Cliff Kingsbury, Zach Allen underwent surgery on his hand injury. I'm just numb to it at this point. Okay, Zach Allen. Surgery. So, did he dislocate his finger? Um, did he dislocate uh, his thumb? <laughs> did he break it? Okay, you typically aren't going to have surgery for that, though, right? You you wouldn't think. It doesn't matter. Look at you. I can see the look on your face it's right just, now. This is ridiculous. It's just. It's just. Yeah. It, it, it's. It, it made this comment during the game on Monday. Zach Allen has been one of the few bright spots this season yeah, for Cardinals. Right. Okay, Zach Allen, and I get he's not signed yet for next year, but they're going to get that done, I would assume. So 
I wasn't going to sit here after the Kyler Murray injury uh, on Monday and be like, okay, well, now what matters? Who are you watching? But if we did do that, Zach Allen would have been on the top of the list. Now he's hurt, too. I just At this point, when I hear breaking news, I expect the worst, and I don't care. Yeah, so it doesn't say how serious it is or what it is, but for the most part, once again, um, you're getting surgery on your hand, okay? I think as a defensive lineman, we could safely say he's done <laughs> if it's any type of surgery that matters. Just because he's on the Cardinals, I just assume he's going to miss time. You've got, yeah, you've got four games left, and if you're telling me that he's getting surgery, yeah, Zach Allen is done for the year, I would imagine, because as a defensive lineman, uh, you have no idea how important your hands truly are. It's not like the old days where you used to go ahead and you know, fire off the ball and get into somebody with your pads. They don't allow you to get into them, or they try not to allow you to get into them with your pads. Uh, I should say this. Hands. After you were um, talking about the Ravens beating the Steelers, somebody obviously heard you because Max Starks has walked into the studio. Yes. And uh, he, he, looks rang. Like he looks like he has things to say. What's going Max, on, Max? how you doing? I am peachy, gentlemen. Uh, you know, got got to love driving oh, no. around here. No, you don't. No, no, not at all. Especially this time of year where snowbirds are a plenty. You don't um, need to say anything more. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, they understand. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I have my routine. I know exactly how long it takes to get here. It's completely unpredictable now. No, no, you, you can't. I mean, I should have left an hour ago. That, yes. But essentially. then when you leave an hour early, then there will be no traffic. That's the other thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because nobody has left for lunch break yet. And, it, and people did not forget things. Uh, apparently, there was there was some bad incident. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, but there was lanes of traffic blocked off on Shea. That might just be where they store their cones. I have this theory yeah. in the city that they we bought too many street cones at some point. So the so, reason why there's always like eight roads shut down every weekend is just because they need somewhere to put the cones. Exactly. And stacking's not an option. No. no you got to no. spread them out right, <laughs> yeah, across, yeah, exactly, right across exactly. the tent. You got to be able to count them individually. <laughs> wait, wait, we can stack these? Uh, Alright, Max. Um, we were just talking about the joys of this Cardinal season and now Zach Allen is also uh, having surgery, but I, I want to get your thoughts on Kyler Murray here. Um, just what that does to a team in the middle of a game, or in the case of Monday, three plays into the game. It, it, it just it, it kind of puts an exclamation point on a very bad season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it just kind of that just is the piece there is like you know what we were building this tower. We need we were missing one thing to say that this was the worst looking tower of all time. Boom, here it is. Your franchise quarterback goes down uh, three plays into the game with a non-contact injury. And trust me, as a person who's dealt with an ACL and the and the contact slash non-contact nature of it, th- those are the worst. Those are the worst. Um, you know, I had that happen to me in Denver. Um, we were playing the Tim Tebow game. Why do you say those are the worst? Because that's something that you, you, can, you, can, you know what a stress one is, right? Yeah, you know, right. It, it's like if, if I hyperextend my elbow extending out on a guy like you know what that one is yeah but it's the ones where you can't see it and there's nothing that you know that happened so that mechanism happens so quickly and something snapped you can't move it it locks into 
place. Uh, the edema also can be a bigger issue within that as well because the blood flow, because you can't operate on an ACL until the swelling's I gone got down. You. Yeah, so it's just it's one of those things where I look. Those are the ones that, and and they also as a fan, as a as a watcher of the game, those are the ones you feel worse about. The other ones, you know, you feel bad when a guy gets injured, but it's it's in the grapple, mm-hmm. it's in the scrum. You can justify it like, hey, that happens. What happens when you get in there? But when you're away from the ball, <laughs> you just fall down. Uh, Chris Wormley, we had that for us happen to us in the Ravens game. Defensive tackle was having a good game, had a half a sack, a forced fumble, and literally was offside coverage. Boom, goes down, just grabs his knee. Mm-hmm. And he's out with ACL for mm-hmm. the year. And there's not even footage of it, so I can't even say, hey, did he step wrong? Because the action was going in the opposite direction. He was by himself, like on the outside on a contained rush. You're, yes. you're right. I mean, even with the Kyler play, like I found myself looking for any angle where oh, maybe somebody hit him, please. Somebody somebody hit this guy. And yeah. Nobody was within five yards of him, so obviously nobody did. Um, having gone through that yourself and the fact that it is something that it's just such a weird thing to get injured and for it to be that serious without anybody hitting into you how, does that make it more difficult to come back from mentally um no i mean it, it, it's it's the same mechanism because the the issue why you can't wrap it up or you can't just let it heal on its own is because blood flow does not go to that area to that the ligaments right i mean that's what muscles are for the muscles have blood pumping and flowing through it so it can heal faster <laughs> see offensive yeah. linemen say i love Dr. this yeah. because <laughs> exactly. they, they know all about this stuff they do you know yeah. and honestly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know because i because when i had my injury i wanted to know everything there was to know about this injury so i can heal it yeah but once you fray those those ligaments in the acl like there's no they don't just magically come back together <laughs> you know because muscles like when you tear a muscle a muscle can heal the blood and everything it can yeah. regenerate yeah there's no blood yeah. in the ligaments so it stays like this or if it's completely torn, it just stays torn See, this and scar is, tissue happens. Once again, the offensive line, they understand soft tissue, okay? Yeah. We as wedge busters, it's just bones. It's <laughs> the only thing you is worry it about. It's, no, just, it's, it's just crunch. It's it's just all, not bones. They love things all, that crunch. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's all about the bones, period. Exactly. Not all the right. soft tissue. Uh, when we come back, could the 49ers... Can't pull fat, though. Be can't full. pull fat, so I've never had that issue. So I know a lot about love, muscles because I've never pulled them. I would love to see. That on the injury you can't report. put it on somebody. Yes, you can. So and so didn't practice Thursday. Fat. Yeah, just have pulled that. Pulled fat. Pulled fat. Uh, all right, we come back. Uh, we'll go around the National Football League. The 49ers play in Seattle tomorrow, and Brock Purdy's status is now in question. Uh, Maximum Football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. is here for Maximum Football. We're going to go around the NFL here a little bit right now, and let's um, let's let's start with San Francisco. Brock Purdy started against Tampa, 
look, you know, decent. You don't have to be amazing to win games with the 49ers. You don't have to be amazing to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year either. But now Brock Purdy is also hurt. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Um, and we'll find out that as these two days go. We don't have much time, but, um, you know, we're not going to try to figure that out today or tomorrow. It'll probably be on Thursday where we have the best chance to know. All right, Niners play on Thursday. They play in Seattle. It's a big game, really, for both teams, for the 49ers in terms of moving up uh, in, in the playoff picture. And Seattle might very well miss the playoffs, honestly. Max, uh, let's let's just start with San Francisco, though. Where do you come out on how far this team can go if their quarterback is Brock Purdy or potentially, I guess, Josh Johnson now? Well, I, I think you have two things in your favor that the quarterback does not have to deal with. A top-tier defense that's only given up 15 points a game. And then you also have a rushing attack yeah. that's also going to supplement you and an offensive line that wants to rush the football. Insert quarterback name here for a lot of intents and purposes. Now, I think when you get into the playoffs, you get outside of a wild card. Yes, you're going to need a little bit more nuance. You're going to need somebody that can put the ball in the air and beat eight-man boxes. Um, you know, and that's Brock Purdy or Jimmy G whenever he, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, but but, but here's, the, here's the interesting thing I want to interject right here yeah. since you brought it up. Jimmy G, imagine this right here. If, in fact, you did make a deep playoff run, and this is what they've intimated, the 49ers, that he might be back. Jimmy G might be back if we can actually get in, oh, I don't know, the NFC Championship game. Um if, in fact, you get to the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy or somebody else, would you really want to go back to Jimmy G at that point in time? No. Uh, no, right? No, absolutely There's not. no way. So Jimmy G's got to be done. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it's done for Jimmy G unless he has some miraculous thing that 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 brings him back in the next three weeks. Um, but like I said, I mean, I I think you can win with Brock. I think Brock Purdy's one of the guys that we kind of look at draft position. We forget the resume for him. I mean, he played at a high level, four year starter at OK State, and and was one of the guys that had he left a year earlier, his draft stock would have been a lot higher, <laughs> you know. And so he just kind of is in this position where we don't look as much on him. But the kid slung the football all around the field. He knows how to play. He he is Jimmy G with more mobility. Mm. That's essentially what you have. You have Jimmy G 2.0 with Brock Purdy, but in a and a younger version. But obviously health is still going to be an issue. <laughs> uh, but I, I think if they have Brock Purdy. If they can get him back, if he's ready to rock and roll, I don't see why when you look at the field for the NFC and how that picture shapes out, I mean, who are you going to see that early um, that's going to put a problem? I mean, it's going to be Philly, right? I think Philly is probably your biggest nemesis. Those are, those are clearly the two best teams in the NFC, aren't they? Philly yeah. and San Francisco. Yeah, they're clearly your, your, your class of league. So if they don't see each other until the championship game, you're in a good place. Now, the problem is you drop this one and you get like a four seed or, you know, or I'm sorry, three seed. You're, not, you're never going to get the four because there's a good old <laughs> NFC South. Tampa's going to win that with seven wins. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Locked up. Um, so, you know, they, 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 they would see them naturally. It would be in the championship game as long as they don't fall too low. Um, but I think 
I like where San Francisco is. I, obviously, Josh, I, I think whoever's there for this game on Thursday, it's not going to have a huge impact because Brock Purdy, if he can play, great. He'll continue to get some reps. If he doesn't, Josh Johnson would, should be able to win this game because you have the other two factors I listed earlier. Defense and running the football. You'll be fine. All he needs to do is, in a couple of situations, not throw an interception. Like, that's literally all you have to do. Yeah. Not even complete the pass. Just not, don't throw an interception. Not the toughest job in the world when you <laughs> no. put it that way. Uh, we were talking about Marcus Mariota earlier just in terms of if the Cardinals decided, hey, Kyler's not going to be back until you know late October or something next year. Who knows? There's a lot of unknowns right there. Would you bring in somebody to push Colt McCoy, Baker Mayfield's name? I guess maybe Jimmy G's name, depending on how healthy he is. But uh, but Mariota in particular, who it just flashed on the screen, is going to have knee surgery anyway. Um where do you come out on him? After watching Marcus Mariota in Atlanta a couple weeks ago when he played the Steelers, I, I don't know if I can bring him in and feel confident. Like, if it's okay hand behind my back you you know you you you're you're about you're about to tell me that hey this is your only choice I don't know if I still feel confident because watching him play in that first half and try and throw the ball around yeah there's a couple of of jump ball duck balls that he threw to Drake London but duck balls good punch yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go but there was but there was no life there was no consistency to it he was overthrowing guys underthrowing guys you know missing the reads and then in the second half when they started running the football that's when it got good that's when the Atlanta Falcons team started to click was when Marcus Mariota did not throw the football. When he handed the football off, <laughs> Never they got better. And why they were good early this year is because he was not throwing the football. Hell, I think, what was it, the Rams game? He threw like maybe, I think he had nine attempts in a game as a quarterback in the NFL. What's your point? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> stop beating around the bush. No, it stop really being so is. Subtle. Yeah, so Maloney's not right here, now. so she. So, so I can say whatever Mariotta. I want right yeah. now about Mariota and the Oregon Duck. <laughs> but you know, no, um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't feel confident that he's a starting caliber quarterback anymore. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is out there right now. Of course, the Rams and the Rams are all fired up yeah. with Baker Mayfield. The Baker's going to be our starter going forward, and why wouldn't you? Yeah. Of course, you're going to run him out there for the last four games and see what you can do, get a sample size on him. Um, but I just throw that name to you, Baker Mayfield, and <laughs> does that interest you for the Arizona Cardinals? The only way it interests is, like you said, if Kyler's going to be out till October, um, and you're trying to get somebody who runs something similar to what you want to run so that the system can be repped by everybody else, Literally was the quarterback in front of him at Oklahoma that yes. also won a, a Heisman right. yeah. just like him. So you're getting a very similar guy, system guy, understanding guy. What if, if you're, you're trying to push it that, up? Though? What if you're going <laughs> to what if, if you're, you're going to change that? What if you're going to take that offense and say this shall not stand? We're going to change it. What if you were going to do that? You mean if you were I actually mean, going to have an offensive coordinator not named Cliff Kingsbury for this no, team? Is that what you just said, Ron? No, you listen. For just, me right did now. Did you write that, Luke? Did you write that? Get that down. He's changing it. No, I'm tweaking it. I'm twisting it because right now I I have my own suspicion. I don't think it's Cliff. I, I think it's more Kyler than it is Cliff. That's yeah. what I think. Cliff is not some dogmatic guy like Chip Kelly, where Chip Kelly was going to come into the league. He was going to 
change it. It was going to change football. Yeah. Okay, Cliff, I, you, all you have to do is look at him in his first year. He came in here that first year, the first half of the season, in his first year as a coach, it was the air raid. I, I said, there's no way R. we're going to do this. Uh, Mike Leach, by the way. I'm just right. Coach yeah, Leach, I know. Yeah, about that, man. Yeah. Seriously, I know. I, I yeah, you said Mike air raid, Leach. and that's it just yeah, it popped in my but head. But it yeah. was the air raid, and then all of a sudden we saw a lot more two tight ends, and they started running the ball and trying to do it in between the tackles. So he's not dogmatic. I know that. You can you he can is. tell Maloney's not here because you guys bashed Marcus Mariota and Chip Kelly in the same segment. Yes, that never would have been allowed right. if you were here. All right, we come back. Yeah, it's only five games, but it's been five pretty horrible games. The Suns are dropping fast in the Western Conference. At what point do you have to push a Jay Crowder trade? We'll get into that next. Max Stark sticking around. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. What what is happening? All right, it is maximum football, though. Full disclosure, we're going to talk basketball. Yeah, right, exactly. Somebody might want to step out into the newsroom, I don't know, and yell, Max! Where it, I've, sent, I've sent Lauren out for this, but I just want to bring up the fact that Max Starks is six foot eight. Yeah. It's kind but of it's hard sometimes to hard to find him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's it one is. wall, I, so I can't see around the wall. Yeah, so maybe he's back there. I don't know. Well, he's so honestly, he's so big. It's it's scary for a lot of people who don't know him. Yet yeah. he's the nicest guy on the face he of is. the planet. He is. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was. I don't know where he is anymore. Good luck with driving, by the way. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just talk some suns. That's been my uh, that's been my default setting anyway, and. Um, I do kind of wonder about the Jay Crowder situation and whether or not you need to at some point here. I know you don't want to take pennies on the dollar for the guy, but also I don't think you have a ton of leverage because everybody knows he's not coming back anyway. Uh, I don't want to overreact to five losses, but yeah. it's five losses in a row. Max, uh, the Suns have uh, have been in a tough spot here for the last couple of weeks. What would you do? You know, just fix the Suns for us. <laughs> just, just, just fix the Suns. Yeah, fix it. You know, I mean, you know, just have Devin Booker score forty points. Uh, Chris Paul. That wasn't even worth fifteen. I would assists. say Da. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Grabs seventeen boards a game. Maybe blocks three shots a game. Uh, yeah. No, I, I. But I think it's just it's. It's that chemistry. I think when you know you have the success that they had over the last two years, and you look at how they've been built, guys are tired. A and then B, you, your entire bench has been ravaged, right? Yeah. You just you don't have enough bodies. You were, and then the whole KD situation. I think that's still kind of lingering as far as maybe some guys have some animosity about that. Yeah, you that, have that, to was, have some. that was my worry going into the season. Are is are we going to be almost living in two different realities with the Suns? Of here's the team, and not so much us, but like is the team living in that reality of like, but what if we get KD? Like I'd almost yeah. rather that was just off the table at this point. Yeah, I just. Wish it was, yeah, I wish it was off the table too. But I mean, you have to think that that's led to some feelings. I mean, obviously, I mean, just think about this for Jay Crowder. I mean, 
He's a guy. Obviously, my daughter loves Jay Crowder. I remember when you had yeah. to buy her the jersey. I know exactly. I, I mean, so but there's just certain things about glue guys, right? You know, you wonder his effect of not being there and how this has been that he's not traded. He's in limbo. He's just working out at home, and how that's also affecting the relationships and how they talk to each other, right? And like, man, you know, man, come on, can, can you come back? No, no, I'm good. I, I'm waiting for my trade. You know, and. and Maybe that also breeds something. And then, of course, you have an overarching, bigger issue with the organization that's, that still kind of looms that we don't know yet as far as how things are going to progress in the future with ownership issues and everything else. So there's just so many different things. And you wonder if all of that's becoming a distraction and just creating this hole that we're seeing right now. And that is, is leading to this slumping of the team and not as cohesive as Monty's had them over yeah. the last two years. Yeah, you know what's so amazing about it is we've heard so many things about Jay Crowder, 99 99, right? People yeah. talking about 99, 99. Um, and the impact that he had on his teammates. And it seems like he was a guy that was greatly respected, does he not? Luke, based I, I, on I what we've so. heard, right? Yeah. Based Everything on, I mean, we've heard. Yeah. And, and, and I, all I can theorize at this point is he is a great teammate unless you cross him. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> right? I mean, either that or yeah. like maybe it's not for everybody, right? I, I like guess, I, I don't think it bothers Devin Booker how intense he is, but maybe it bothers somebody else how intense he is. I guess what I'm saying is just the fact that Jay Crowder, by reputation at least, and everything that we have heard professionally being in this industry, and I know you as well as a former athlete, you understand this as I do as well. The impact that one guy can have, or a group of guys can actually have, with with the NFL it's a little bit different. And it's because you got 60 guys walking around the locker room. Exactly. With an NBA team, you're talking about 15 guys, 16 maybe, walking around depending on your injury and situation. Eight and eight play. <laughs> you know, yeah. eight to nine Exactly. Play. And so it's even smaller when you're thinking about the impact, right? I'm thinking about the impact yes. that could, he could possibly have. When you talk about a glue guy, there are glue guys on football. There's no doubt about it. There are glue guys walking around the locker room, maybe for the defense. They're a glue guy. Maybe for the offense, he's a glue guy. Or special teams, he's a glue guy for that. Core that four, basically right? is what I, <laughs> yeah. I basically was. But with basketball, it's different, man. Especially as a starter, that glue guy can impact a lot more, I think. Well, and, and, and you also have to realize he was a guy that did not demand the ball. You know, he was a guy that was perfectly fine. Hey, whenever you need me, I'm here. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm going to play defense first and then be able to give you some offensive capabilities. Oh, and I'll chuck it up. Yeah, he, yeah he, exactly. By the way, like I'm four for 24 last night. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crowder game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but so, so that's where I say, you know, and those matter. Like you said, you have so many different egos and mindsets in basketball that are just so much more heightened because there's only 10 guys on the floor total yeah. and so on the on the t- on each side you have five guys 
and every guy has to fit into a role, right, for the team construct to work. Like Chris Paul, you know, is the field general, right? He's the guy that's going to distribute everything. The star is Devin Booker. He's going to demand touches every time it comes down the floor. And then, of course, D.A., your big man. Get your big man involved so you can get into your slash and some of your, and some of your low post game as well as, as well as some of, some of the post and roll stuff. You have to be able to have those guys. And then you have the auxiliary wing guys. The wings are there to either slash, cut, distribute, or shoot the ball. Yeah. When that chemistry is off, or a guy that's like, "Hey, man, you know, if somebody's going like, I need the ball more, I need the ball more," he's had hey, nah, t- temper down, understand what the rules are, let's go, CP, what we got, and go from there. Like this, just see. I'm that, wondering yeah. though, as I'm listening to you talk, Max, I'm wondering though, the, the Suns were 16 and five at one point, correct? Yeah. 16 was, and it seven. Only, it was only two weeks you ago, know, exactly. And uh, you know, um. I, your argument against this would be, you know, what what was going on there then? They were giving up 107.9 points per game. Now they're giving up 125 points per game over this stretch, it's just, this losing stretch. So what could it possibly be? It feels like what they were doing, and some of this is obviously the benefit of hindsight, but I think some people had this concern at the start of the season because you basically gave away a starter, and then the guy you were replacing with, him with immediately got hurt. It almost feels like, okay, yeah, they were 15-6, and six, but if if anything goes wrong, there's nothing behind that 15 and 6. You know what I mean? There's The depth has been, like Max said, just destroyed. I mean, I'm listening to what you were saying earlier, Max. I still think this team's championship window is open, and maybe I'm going to look like an idiot by the end of the year. But when you're describing everything that's going on around this team, the weirdness with the Jay Crowder situation, ownership, all these different things... That's not typically what what you look back at the end of a championship season and be like, okay, how did they get here? Well, you had the uh, you had the ownership situation, you had weirdness with the starter where they just ran out of town or he didn't want to be here. Like, there's so many distractions that I don't think are distracting them on a day to day basis, but it's not creating this like focused, straightforward, here we go sort of environment. Well, and I and I feel like, and at any moment you're gonna you're gonna hit a bump. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't feel like they're prepared for it's and, like they're driving a car with no shocks. Exactly. Exactly. Or you are you driving a car you don't know how much fuel is in it. <laughs> that's right? fun. You know, I mean and that's where you don't have that depth on the bench that can come supp- supplant and supplement you while a guy is injured, right? While a guy maybe's on maybe's on the mid, or maybe you are thinking about trading a guy. You don't have that depth where you can roll in the second unit and you're like, Okay, we feel good. These guys can keep us in this game that they're gonna be a more defensive stout team or there maybe they're the offensive type of catalyst. I don't know what that identity is off the bench and I don't know who I trust off the bench really. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm just wondering if in fact quickly the the role that Jay Crowder filled for this team the last couple of years. I'm just wondering if somebody else is trying to fill it and it's not really who they are. Or what they do. All right. Uh, text us your yeah. thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, we'll get back to football. What can the Cardinals potentially still be working for in these final four games? Kyle Vandenbosch weighed in, and we'll, uh, we'll react to his insight on that. Max Stark's going to stick around as well. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. 
Starts is here, which means it's maximum football, which means it's Wednesday, Max. That's right. Got um, got the now pressing question in front of the Cardinals. I wasn't looking for confirmation on what day of the week it was, although you know me well enough to know that I usually am. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, I knew. We're midday now, Luke, so we don't have to worry about that early morning. That's like, right. is the sun, which way is it? Is this night or day? We don't have to question that. It sounded like Jared Goff every time Max and I did a show <laughs> filling in on the morning. We're like, hey, where's the sun rising? Yeah. Um, all right, so Kyle Vandenbosch was on with Bickley and Murata yesterday, and they talked to him about, okay, here you are. I mean, yeah, the season's over. Everybody's hurt, except there's still four more games. <laughs> and uh, and so he talked about how you find motivation. He said, look, I've been in this position before. How do you find motivation? Because you got a game against Denver now on Sunday. I signed the Detroit Lions. Um, at the time, they were in a rebuild. And my first season there, we started out 2-10. and 10, And you've got to find a reason to keep playing. And it's not just about pride. It's not just about your next contract. Like, you've got to bring some team aspects into it. And Coach Swartz, my head coach at the time, got everybody in the room and said, look, we've got four games left. We're going to uh, move forward. Like, we need three out of these four last games to get into the playoffs because next year we're going to be sitting in these seats and that's the situation we're going to be in. So we're going to prepare like we need to win three games to get to the playoffs. We're going to practice like it. We're going to study film. We're going to game plan. Like, we need three out of these last four. And it's, it's probably silly. It's probably something that, you know, a lot of players rolled their eyes at. But as a team, we won our last four games. We've ended up 6-10, and 10, and we carried that into the next season. We carried that attitude into the next season. Like, you know, late in the season, we're going to use those late-season games to get into the playoffs. And we, that next season, we went 10-6. Max, you weren't on very many bad teams, were you? I'm not, setting you not, up. Not that bad, no. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure. Question. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear It's high school. It's high school. Oh, stop it. Freshman, sophomore year. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I found two teams. I found, you, had, you asked, have I? And I answered your question very politely, sir, and respectfully. How many games? <laughs> Turn his microphone <laughs> off. You think you played in the NFL where the playoffs were not a possibility? Like, can you count you, on? You, at what point? Point where they not yeah, right. yeah. That's the question. I mean, most no. of the season you were always in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like it would be like week fifteen. You'd find out, hey, we're, we're probably not going to make it. I mean, both years after the Super Bowls, right? <laughs> you sure. comes in here with the Super Bowl rings and his winning seasons. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm just trying to answer these questions and be a great third wheel here so right dumb. now. Um, I don't appreciate the sarcasm that is being. I, that was not any me. sarcasm. The, the, the vitriol that I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not your feeling yeah. correctly. Exactly. Um, I'm saying words and people are getting offended. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right now, I listening to Kyle, um, I, I'm not discounting anything that he said. Heed my words and hear them well on that. Um, but I will say this. I I never, and I don't think I was alone in this regard, but I never looked at one game as more important than the other. I never did. Now, maybe that's because I was never in that situation where you yeah. were saying, this game, if we win this game, we're going to be into the postseason. But I was playing in games that we were alive in September and October. <laughs> we were alive. But here's a question. But also, in September, you have to be. I just, there are guys who what about don't rivalry change games? their approach. Is there, though? I but, mean, but if it's a rivalry-type game, right? <sighs> 
Yeah, you know, once again, I, I don't want to make it sound like we had a ton of those rivalry games out there. Oh, look, it's the St. Louis Cardinals. Run for your well, life, you right? You don't seem to like Wasn't the Cowboys. A, a lot yeah, of you people. don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys. That's true. Um, uh, I don't know the if Bears? they would consider that to be a rivalry. No. Um, you know, maybe NFC the Bears, Central? maybe the NFC, yeah. you know, they, they, for not being in the same division. Why are we going down this yeah, road? Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Why, why are we talking Anywho, okay, so this? I'll answer the question. Right. I to will me, answer it's just, the question. Go out and play your position, please. But, but, but Do I, your job. But here's the thing I think, Wolf, um, you know, I thought, you know, like Kyle said, like, how do you finish out the last four games of a season that you know does not end in the playoffs? And simply put, it's... We want to put things in place for next year. Like, mm-hmm. if, if I leave the house in the morning, and I know I'm going to be gone all day, I want to make the bed. Because when I come home, I want to see that there's a freshly made bed when I get home. And if you're going to end this season, why leave the bed unmade? And then come back next year to, you know, next season or when you come back. And you're still looking at an unmade bed. It's like mm-hmm. it's like when you go on a trip and you don't want to come back to like just a total yeah. mess of a house. I, I don't want to see dishes in the dish, oh, you yeah. know, in the sink. And no, I've been I, gone oh, that, for that is yeah, exactly. That's bad. But that, but that, like but that. but that's the mentality you should have with finishing out the season. Like we're getting ready to walk out the door. I want to make sure my house is in order. Make sure everything's cleaned up. Yeah. And that we put our best foot forward sure. at the end of the year, so that last impression doesn't linger to the next season. And I felt like this season, it lingered from last season. It lingered from the L.A. Rams loss. That's a good point. We always yeah. hear so much about how, well, you can't carry anything over from one season to the next anyway. Man, it sure felt like they carried over that Rams loss to this season. They did. And, and then the offseason also kind of mimicked that. It was awkwardness and weirdness in the offseason, which then leads into this season as inconsistency. Mm. And you don't really have a system in place. But what you do have is an opportunity to make that bed before you leave, mm-hmm. to get up, get out. Hey, it's the off season, but when I come back, I have something to look forward to. Man, remember last year? Where man, do you think that? It? Where do you think that that responsibility? Team where leaders. Does it lie? That's team leaders, and then and, and then looking inside. Like at the end, we talk about self motivation. You know, yeah. If it's a contract, yes. Is it another year? Yes. Is it is it some type of reward? Okay, cool. But pride has to so kick you're in talking there. About, your team leaders. Yeah, you're talking about captains. You're talking about guys, talking about whether captains, they're wearing leaders or not. You're talking about guys, players. Yeah, you yep. got my attention on that because I. Well, A, I can't trust the head coach to do that, but <laughs> because there's just well, certain guys again, that you, can't do, do you it. Want yeah. Guys, I know. Yeah, but, but, but you usually want accountability a, matters. And I think also because of where I came from and the teams I was a part of, like that was already understood. Like you, when you walked into the locker room, Leader, leader, leader. You know exactly where they were. They were standing and accounted for. Yeah. I've also gone into other locker rooms where it's like, yeah. Whew, this is like the wild, wild west. Yeah, that's Who's right. this? You that's know, right. I mean, that, was, that was my St. Louis Rams. Jeff that's, Fisher, St. Louis Rams team. There you go. You look in there. I'm like, okay, it's going to be – no, it's not Sam Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, there, there was no – it was the youngest team in the league for like two years running. That's yeah. great. Guys fighting over what music was being played in the locker room. I was like, where the – 
Am I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a mental thing. I was this like, isn't Kansas anymore, exactly, Toto. Because I just came from Pittsburgh where I walked in my rookie year first day. Jerome Bettis is sitting right there, right? Joey Porter is right there. You have Alan Fanica. You have Jeff Hardy. You have all of these guys. Heinz Ward. You know who the leaders are and where yeah. the, and where they're I located you from day one. Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I blocked that. for him. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I. an old guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we got to get Jerome on. Two guys that yeah. have blocked for Two Jerome. Two guys that have wow. blocked for Jerome. Look at that. Uh, when you guys eventually start a podcast, that's what it'll be called. <laughs> Two guys who blocked for Jerome. Yeah. You can only have guys Jerome's who blocked for Jerome. Jerome's posse. Jerome is awesome, man. Max, great stuff, man. Always man, good to have you. My pleasure, man. Always. Thanks a lot.